0: Welcome, everybody, to Recovery is effing awesome. Hope everybody's having a good day. Like to start off by telling you thank you, Podbean. Podbean is where I host all my podcasts. Podbean is the best solution for internal communications and training. So if you have a business and you want to do some uh, training, Podbean is a great uh, app, uh, podcasting platform uh, to do that. If you go to my website, awesome.podbean.com click the link below. It uh, should be at the bottom of the page, I believe, and you'll get one month free. So thank you, Podbean. And this episode of Recovery is Awesome is brought to you and sponsored by She's Frosted. You can check them out on Facebook and Instagram if you need any cookies and cakes for your parties, weddings, um, A random Tuesday, bar mitzvahs, you know, graduation, you know, call her up, hook her up, hit her up. Uh, She's frosted. And thank you, Riley, for sponsoring this podcast. So this is episode three. It's Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Hope everybody is uh, inside because down here in Texas, it's uh, 105 outside. And God bless AC. Today, I'd like to talk about early sobriety. You know, when I was drinking and, and made a decision to end that process, I, I didn't have a problem with stopping. Right? I could stop drinking any time. It was the issue was not starting again, right? How do I do that? So when I went to my first meeting, you know, I, I was confused. I didn't know whether to, you know, shit or run my watch, uh, but I went, I made the effort and I don't remember really anything that was said at that first meeting, but I do remember the feeling that I got. It was, a I I feel like I belong here with these crazy people, uh, and B, I felt at home, if, if that makes any sense. You know, it was the first time in a long time I actually felt. In a place where people understood me, they they knew what I was thinking, they knew how I was feeling, uh, and they they knew my thought process on a daily basis, and they knew that the obsession to drink uh, was very strong. Um, again, that's why I drank the way that I drank. You know. What I really needed to find out and wanted to find out is how to live sober comfortably. Right. Because, you know, you have these dry drunks, you can not drink. Uh, and I did that for a period of time. And I man, I got to tell you, I was fucking miserable. You know, nothing was right. Everything was ugly. My wife was ugly. My house was ugly. My dogs were ugly. My car was ugly. You know, but a couple of days before, nothing's changed And I thought they were okay. You know, it's my attitude and my perception, you know, take, take alcohol away from an alcoholic and don't give them a substitute. Um, which for me is, you know, recovery and, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. But you, when I didn't have that, I had nothing and it was just me and I was miserable. And God bless my wife. You know she's she's still with me. Um, I, I don't know how she put up with me. I mean I was just miserable. You know nothing was ever good enough. Nothing was ever right. Nothing was ever you know good enough to my high standards. As I you know drink tea with my pinky sticking up. You know, because I was such a, uh, you know, ray of sunshine and a glorious human being. You know, I was, you know, judging everybody and I had uh, no reason to. You know, and we when I came in, I had to relieve the obsession, you know, that obsession to drink. And it took me a couple years to figure out that it wasn't the the eighth or ninth or tenth drink that got me drunk. It was the first one you know, even today, you know, in my day of grace is May the 7th, 2010. If, if I take one drink, it's over. It's a progressive disease and I will be right back to where I was living in that dark, miserable, uh, existence, you know, that abyss of a life. And I absolutely refuse to go back there today. You know, I'm a fairly intelligent guy. And and I know know a lot, um, but when it comes to alcoholism, it's not what I know that's going to keep me sober. You know, I can know everything. I can read the little slogans on the wall. I can read the steps. I can read the traditions. Man, I'm in. I am in. I got it because I can read English, right? But it's not what I know that's going to keep me sober. What am I doing, right? Am I going to meetings, calling a sponsor, journaling? Doing, you know, reading uh, positive sobriety uh, daily meditation stuff. What am I doing to ensure that not only will I stay sober today, but I'll be comfortably living in sobriety? Thinking, for me, just brings about more thinking. You know, I could I could sit around and think about something I need to do. You know, I know I knew I needed to stop drinking. I knew that, that you know, AA was going to work. I knew that I, I see these people who are not drinking, you know, and at first I thought they were full of shit because there was nobody, especially a group of people that could be that happy, you know, without an artificial substance. And that's just about as honest as I can be. You know, what I found out is, hell yeah, life is awesome, especially when you're not drinking, you know, because alcohol is a depressant. Right, so gives a person who's already depressed more depressing stuff. Duh, they ain't going to be happy, you know. And, and it, it's taken me a while in learning from people who are more intelligent than I am that, you know, alcohol is a depressant. So you're going to take, you know, crap and pour it on more crap. You're not going to get sunshine. You're going to get more crap, you know. And so for me, thinking only brings about more thinking. You know, action is the only thing in my life that's going to bring about change. You know, if I don't like something, I have to act. You know, I I have to put one foot in front of the other, you know, trudge throughout the day, you know, and then it'll change. Whether it's my attitude, whether it's my perception, my, my outlook upon the day or a situation throughout the day. You know, I like to say that I don't have bad days and I don't, you know, I may have sucky parts of the day but overall, if I, if I go to bed that night and I haven't put any mind-altering substance in my body, man, for a guy like me, it's a great day. Fucking great day. Um, you know, and one, one guy told me, and I, I really wish I could remember who it was, said, if you don't like what you're getting, stop doing what you're doing that is getting you that. Right. So if if I didn't like being miserable and being in pain and being pissed off and angry and rageful all the time, well, guess what? Change. You know, Minnesota Mike says it every meeting, you know, when you come in, the only thing you have to change is everything. God, I love Mike. How you doing, buddy? Uh, You know, I had to move in a different direction, you know, because what I was doing wasn't working. What I was doing and my thought, my thought process and my thinking on May 6, 2010, I was ready to end it all, right? I was just ready to give up, put a shotgun in my mouth, pull the trigger, be done with it. You know, that's where my best thinking got me. And, and thank God that, you know, the doors were open and somebody was there to stick out their hand and say, we're glad to help. You know, what, how, how can we uh, be of service? Right, and that's what this whole whole thing is, man. It's, it's how can one alcoholic help another, right? So newcomers go to meetings to learn how to live comfortably sober or sober comfortably, right? But they learn it from those who are doing just that. You know, we'll talk about sponsorship in a minute. Um, you know, but other people who have a little bit of sobriety They go to meetings to share their experience, strength, and hope with a newcomer. You know, show them. It's like, hey, man, this is what happened to me. Um, This is how it was like. This is what happened. And man, this is what it's like now. You know, I don't keep going back to meetings because my life sucks. I I don't keep going back to meetings because, you know, I'm I'm not reaping the benefit of, of joy and peace of mind and serenity and gratitude. You know, friendship, like true friendship. You know, when I was drinking, it was I had I knew people. You know, I hung out with people, uh, not a lot. Um, still, don't have a whole lot of friends, but I have more friends now. But all of my friends, except one, are in the program. You know, those are my people. That's my that's my tribe. Those are the people that understand me. Those are the people that understand how I'm feeling, how I think. Uh, how I react at different times to different situations, right? They get me, you know, we are, we are together, you know, and, and the first word, the first step is we. And for me, that was extremely important because when I was drinking, I thought I was the only one who felt that way. The only one who had this issue, you know, you don't understand, you don't understand how I feel. You don't understand what's going on in my brain and going on in my soul. And it was funny because the majority of the people at that first meeting I went to, it's like, you know what, Robo? Yeah, we do. We, we actually do. And then, you know, they started sharing their spirit, strength, and hope. And come to find out, oh, some bitches were just like me. And again, that goes back to where I felt at home. You know, I felt for the first time in a long time, I found a place where I feel like I belong, you know, and as my sobriety has progressed, I have found that there is a rooms full of people all around the world who are honest, open, and they're willing to help. And they actually care, you know, cause other than my, my, my parents and my close family, um, you know, I really didn't have anybody who gave a shit. And, you know, that that's tough. And there's there's a lot of people come in the rooms who have nobody, you know, and, and, and we're it, right? So, you know, the least I can do to help a newcomer is to share my experience, strength, and hope uh, and give them a little positivity in their day, you know, because I don't know about you guys, but in my first meeting, I did not come in on a winning streak. You know, I didn't just hit the lottery and I was fully showered, three-piece suit, hair combed over and parted just right. You know, I don't even, I couldn't remember last time I smelled, took a shower. I probably smelled awful. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I brushed my teeth. Uh, you know, I just, I was i was beaten down and they could see it. And they still stuck out their hand and said, how can we help? And I'll forever be for grateful for that. You know, so after moving a different direction, um, you know, how, how, how do we do that in early sobriety? Well, I'll go to a lot of meetings, a lot of meetings and you don't even have to talk, right? You can just, you know, my name is Mike, I'm an alcoholic, you know, I'm just here to listen. Right. And, and soak in everything that you can. You know, I was told early on to listen for the similarities, not the differences, because I will sit there and I will pick out every reason. Why I am not like you. I'm not like you. I haven't had four DWIs. You know, I never ran naked down the street in the middle of Midlothian, right? I didn't do that stuff, so I'm not near as bad as you. But you know what? I am, because I'm an alcoholic. And my mind tells me this is the only disease that will tell you that you don't have it, right? So if you have cancer, what are you going to do? You're going to go get treatment. And if you have, you know, pick another disease, leukemia, whatever, you're going to go get treatment for that, right? I have alcoholism. I suffer from a grave emotional mental disorder. I am spiritually sick. So how do I go get treatment? I go get treatment by going to meetings, especially early on because I needed it. Right, and then they told me I need to find a sponsor. Well, what's a sponsor? A sponsor is someone who you can relate to. Uh, Someone, if you're a man, you should get a male sponsor. Uh, If you're a female, you should get a female sponsor. That's just my opinion. It's it's not in the big book. And anything that I say that you cannot uh, justify in the big book is just my opinion. First 164 pages, read it, learn it, live it, love it. Uh, You know, and a sponsor, in my again, in my opinion, is is someone to basically just walk you through the steps using the book. And I would suggest finding a sponsor who has worked the steps using a book with their sponsor. Right? It's very hard to have someone walk you through the steps if they have not walked through the steps before. I just that's just my opinion. Uh, fellowship, right? So again, when I came in, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I had people I knew, um, but the fellowship that I am a part of today, and, and I'm very blessed that I have friends who will literally give me the shirt off their back. They will literally will do anything that that I need. I mean, Not, let me rephrase that if I need something, if I am in dire need of something, they will drop what they're doing to come help, you know, and I, and I'll do the same for them. You know, it's, it's a wonderful brotherhood um, and sisterhood, you know, of, of people who are similar, you know, we're all suffering from the same thing. Uh, we're all, you know, doing our best to live, you know, happy, joyous, and free one day at a time. You know, and I, when, when I came in, they said, oh, you know, you can never drink again. Well, that was too much, right? And so I think, you know, Bill W. and Dr. Bob were on to something when, you know, it's one day at a time, right? Because when I came in, if you told me I'd never be able to drink again for the rest of my life, right, and I planned to live, you know, 100 at least the way I was living, I'm really surprised that I actually made it to 50, but nonetheless... You know, one day at a time for an alcoholic like me, especially new in sobriety, that was a small chunk. I could digest that. I could do that. I could not drink one drink for one day. I could do that. Especially early on, you know, it, it was it, it was really that simple. You know, this program isn't easy. It does take work, uh, you know, but it is pretty simple. Um, also, what else did I start doing? I started reading, you know, obviously reading the book, uh, reading AA approved literature. Uh, and I started journaling. Uh, a guy named Mike H, one of my friends, uh, has his sponsor's journal and I, you know, at first, sorry, but nah, that was kind of a sissy thing to do. Uh, but what I have found because I actually started doing it, that it works and it helps. So, I highly recommend, highly recommend journaling. You know, I had to be humble. I had to be humble enough to ask for help. You know, the book says we had to be in, been beaten into a state of reasonableness. I love that. Uh, what is reasonableness? It's just sound judgment. You know, when I was drinking, I had no judgment and it certainly wasn't sound. Um, you know, so I had to be humble enough to ask for help. Well, I'm a guy, right? And so, whether it's that that macho stuff or that machismo or whatever you want to call it, guys have a really hard time asking for help. We we do, and that's just that's just a fact. You know, if you don't believe me, go ask your wife or girlfriend. Uh, they'll agree. So, me asking for help and and legitimately humbly asking especially another man to help me um, was, was the first step in what I believe was to a happier life. If that, if that makes sense. It sort of makes, I don't know, I'm, I have an English degree and I have trouble formulating sentences. Um, you know, the first word in the first step is we, right? Felt like I was home. I'm not the only one. Um, I'm not alone right? I don't have to do this by myself. And that was very helpful and very uplifting. You know, I have to be willing to change, you know? And so when I heard Mike say that, you know, I was carrying my wallet in my left pocket. I moved it to my right pocket. I wore a watch on my left hand, started wearing it on my right hand, you know, baby steps. It's, it's simple things that changes. I had to change my routine to get into a, a different frame of mind. You know, I read a quote the other day, talking about discipline. You know, discipline is doing what you don't want to do to get the result that you really want to get, right? And so, I have to discipline myself every day because I want I want to have sobriety and I want to learn how to live. I want to live sober comfortably, right? Well, how do I do that? Well, there's a couple things I do every morning. And I always always have since about week two of sobriety. You know, I wake up in the morning and I thank God as I understand him uh, that I got to wake up, number one. Number two, you know, I do some prayer and meditation. Uh, I read a couple books, um, say another little prayer, and then off we go. Then at night, you know, do the same thing. You know, read a little bit, um, you know, say a little prayer, you know. Kind of give a wink and a nod. Thanks, man. All right. We got through another one. Uh, Fairly happy. uh, Fairly content. uh, Didn't intentionally harm anybody. You know, and and that's always a good thing. Uh, Especially if you don't drink. Again, it's a fucking great day. You know, a lot of meetings. Uh, They say 90 meetings in 90 days. I don't know how many I went to, but I went to a lot. And every meeting that I went to... I heard something different, but I heard something I needed to hear at that particular time. I firmly believe that God puts people in our lives exactly when we need them to be there, whether it's a a handshake from someone we hadn't seen in a while, a newcomer coming coming in, uh, somebody who went back out and had to reestablish. Again, it proves to me that it's still not working. You know, it's, it's, it's that fellowship, you know, it's, it's being with the people of your tribe who understand you, who get you, who are, are in the same boat, so to speak, you know, that you are, you know, just trudging the the road to happy destiny, baby. Uh, You know, in meetings, when newcomers come in, um, I love it because we do the first step meeting, you know, we talk about, you know, what it was like for us. What happened to us, and what it's like now for us, and I love sharing with with newcomers. You know, I love going to treatment centers. You know, and seeing those people, and, and you can just see the desperation in their eyes, uh, the lost. They're just lost, and they're looking for something to grab onto. And and I say that because that was me, and it takes me back to the desperation that that I felt. Right, I, I didn't. I was on the last house on the block. Right. I, I, I didn't know which way to go. I was lost, you know, kind of like these guys are, you know, and anything that I can do, any little thing that I can do, you know, to help them, I'm, I'm all in, right. I am 100% all in because I am just giving back freely. What was freely given to me when I first walked in the doors of AA, um, you know, the, comfortably. I want to live comfortably. And I don't mean to have the big house and the fancy car and the giant ranch and you know all this money in the bank, you know, would that be nice? Well, hell yeah, I'd be lying if I you know, if I said it wouldn't be nice, right? But but I don't have that. So you know, again, success is getting what you want. Gratitude is wanting what you got, right? And I am I wake up in the morning and I piss gratitude. You know, I wake up in the morning and I choose to be happy because I have spent the majority of my life being so pissed off and so angry and so rageful and so just negative, right? I had to change my direction. I had to change my actions. You know, actions lead to right thinking. So now I am I try to be the the beacon of positivity, right? So I wake up in the morning, you know, I had to do certain things. And then I go and I tack the day with with, with positivity and, and gratitude as much as I can. You know, life still happens just because you're sober doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to be always rainbows and unicorns. Uh, but for the most part, it is. Uh, if you live like I did and you drank like I did, any day you don't drink is a fucking rainbow and unicorn, baby. Fucking A. Um, new freedom and a new happiness that the book talks about. I heard that when I was new in sobriety and I had no idea what they talked about, you know, but as I progressed, I I understood that I I wasn't, I wasn't really free. Yeah, I wasn't in jail and I wasn't handcuffed and I didn't have a monitor. You know, I could come and go as I pleased. I'd go wherever in the hell I wanted. Unfortunately, alcohol ran my life. So I was in shackles. I was in the shackles of King Alcohol. He dictated everything. He dictated when I went up, when I woke up, he dictated when I went to bed, he dictated what I did in that particular day or in my case, the majority of the time what I didn't do cuz I was too drunk to actually do anything. You know, and, and I certainly wasn't happy. I was a miserable son of a gun. You know, nothing was ever right. I was just they they talk about this black cloud You know, my dad told me one time, you know, when it's a sunny day, you will walk for miles to go find that black cloud and go stand under it, you know, and it's true, it is absolutely true. And today, you know, most days are sunny, Um, you know, rainbows and unicorns, Uh, every once in a while that black cloud will show up and, uh, you know, I just pull out an umbrella because today I have the uh, tools to understand, notice when you know negative stuff is happening and I can attack it with positivity. You know, it's all about my mindset. It's all about my, my perspective, right? Glass half full, glass half empty. Well, guess what? It's, it's still halfway, right? And the old Native American proverb is we both have, or we have two wolves inside of us, right? A good wolf and a bad wolf. Well, which if they get in a fight, which one wins? Which one do you feed? So, you know, today I try to feed the good wolf, the positive wolf, um, you know, and that new happiness. When I was drinking, I wasn't happy. Like, honest to God, you know, I had moments where I thought I was happy. Uh, but today, man, I am like down in my soul happy. And I have peace of mind. And I have contentment and everything in the world, even as crazy as it is, and as jacked up as I think it is, and, and people making wrong decisions, in my opinion, you know, left and right, guess what? Can I control it? Can I change it? Can I do anything to better the situation? And if it's no, then I just blow it off and, you know, go control what I can control. You know, Coach once told me some one time, you know, he said, we can only control the controllables. You know, I was a younger kid and I had no idea what that meant. You know, now I do. You know, I had to start taking back my life. Um, you know, I, I had lost control. I had lost control of everything. And it was, you know, my life was literally spinning out of control. You know, I, I, I just, it was very hard for me to admit that I had a problem that I couldn't lick by myself. Right? Because I'm a dude, right? We're supposed to be able to, okay, this is a problem. We're going to fix it. And we don't need anybody's help. Uh, But thank God that I asked for somebody's help. And uh, thank God that somebody was there to help me, you know, and, and 12 years in, they still continue to help me. They continue to be there for me. Uh, like my best friend Jake, you know he is he is he is one of the biggest inspirations in my life. You know, other than my kids, who are I am extremely proud of. You know, Riley, who is um, a mom now uh, with my grandson Brecken. he's awesome. She's doing well. You know, my other daughter Raiden, who is uh, serving in the military. She's in the Navy over in Italy. Uh, I love you, kid. Uh, keep kicking ass and you know, doing what you do, baby, you know, and then my son, CJ, you know, those are, those are my inspiration. You know, I don't want to say that's what I live for. Uh, but those are who I live or make my living amends to because they've all seen me drunk. They've all seen me at my worst. Um, you know, and, and it's a, it's a bad thing. Okay. It used to be a bad thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing anymore. Um, You know, I wasn't the greatest parent in the world. I wasn't the greatest husband. Uh, I love my wife, Jackie, to death. And again, um, much respect to her for putting up with my bullshit. Um, You know, but I I try to, today, I do my best to be the best husband and the best father and the best grandfather now, which is badass, um, that I can possibly be. You know, that's the only way that I can say thank you. Right. Um, Don't tell me, show me because they've heard I'm sorry, I promise I will never do this again. And then the very next day, guess what? I was doing it again. Right. So living amends is living amends to me is uh, is huge. You know, and I try to be the best example of what recovery is. Uh, I try to be the best example of positivity and someone who is truly grateful, not only for sobriety, but for um, wherever I am in, in, in life, you know, I'm grateful that they're my kids. I'm grateful that, you know, Jackie's my wife. I'm, I'm grateful that I have a life today that I couldn't even have dreamed of 12 years ago. You know, I'm grateful that I have, I have a friend like Jake, who I know without a doubt will do anything in his power to to help me if I need it and he knows that I feel the exact same way you know we text each other every morning you know and and I love him you know not in that weird way um but like a brother you know he's he's like the brother I never had he's a good man and he's a good husband and he's a good father um so early recovery you know it's it's tough you know it's not easy so for anybody who's new to the program or anybody who uh, is in the middle of their disease and they need help, you know, reach out, you know, Google where, where a meeting is, uh, go check it out um, and give it an honest chance, you know, go in there with a, with an open mind. And again, listen for the similarities, not the differences. Uh, And I, I can promise you if you give it an honest effort, your life will go in a trajectory that is always going up. It is always going in a positive direction. And you will be happier than you have ever been in your entire life. At least that is my experience. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can check me out at recoveryisfandawesome.podbean.com. Um, all over on um, Facebook and Twitter. And I think Riley put me on Instagram. i um, still kind of, you know, working, working this whole technologically thing out. Um, but if you, if you want to leave a like, that's awesome. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, great, um, positive or negative. Hey, you know what? I take constructive criticism, you know, still learning. I'm so newbie at this. Um, and if you, If you want to make a suggestion over topics that you'd like for me to cover, uh, that would be cool too. But as always, stay sober, don't drink, even if your ass falls off, because ladies and gentlemen, recovery is fucking awesome. Love you guys. All right, now that was fun. Ugh, come on. What's going on here? What's going on here? Okay, now what do I do?